if they win a championship, I, you know, I, I will, I will cry at night and wipe my tears with my Karis LeVert Indiana Pacers jersey and, <laughs> and tuck in the championship trophy with my Jared Allen Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. So if they win a championship, I don't care. But my point is, they got to win. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. What the fuck I'm ill. What the fuck I'm ill. Sicker than your average. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am the unforgettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming, and we are two guys that love discussing other people's excellence, and we love the Nets. So we have a little show we like to call Nets Propaganda. And unfortunately, there is absolutely nothing to talk about when it comes to the Nets this week. All right, bye. Wow. Okay, so let me take over now. And because I just have a feeling me and Brent haven't talked today, because we've talked, you know, in the last week, but we haven't talked today or done a Nets propaganda since a couple of things have happened with the Brooklyn Nets. About 10 days ago from the time of this recording on January 6th, there was a capital insurrection where the entire world was watching America, specifically our nation's capital while a bunch of radical Trump supporters, white nationalists, and yada, 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 committed a bunch of violence. Um, Some people died. Hundreds have been arrested and open case files since. And I'm sure most people listening already know that happened. Well, that was the catalyst for our star point guard, Kyrie Irving, to take a game off. That one game turned into three games, which turned into a media storm come the weekend because it was Kyrie's sister, one Asia Irving, shout out, her birthday, 30th birthday, was the weekend following the Capitol insurrection. And as we do in the 21st century, there was obviously videos of the birthday party. Kyrie Irving was seen there after ghosting uh, the Brooklyn Nets, about to say New Jersey Nets for absolutely no reason. Um, because they are the New Jersey Nets. Fuck Brooklyn. And since then, it became a big deal. And I don't want to minimize it, because Nets fans want to know what's going on. The NBA players, uh, just well, wait, whatever. And can, can, I, can I say this too? Can I say this too? Just for just for housekeeping purposes. A um, few things. One, uh, happy birthday, Asia, by the way, and Bigger. Uh, her birthday was Tuesday. Bigger's birthday was Wednesday. I'm sorry, Bigger. I'm sorry, Bigger's birthday was Monday. Um, two. Uh, unfortunately, because of COVID, him showing up at a party was was really what the big deal was. Uh, just because, unfortunately, the videos that were shown, he did not have a mask on, so that was that was a thing. Um, and three, I honestly don't care about this whole him not playing thing because because well, unfortunately, um, well, depending on who, what side of the argument, side of the aisles you are. Something else happened this week. Well, before we uh, get to the something else, I think we need me and you specifically need to address the Kyrie situation. And I, as you know, because I'm not going to sit here and f- feign outrage or blindly defend certain things I don't like either. So I'm in a I'm in a very nuanced position on this, as you would know, because I've talked to you this whole time. I'm the last person that's going to shit on somebody that is going to take time off for mental health or their family. I am literally a person that is taking off work to go to a birthday party because I consider family that important. I'm also a person that has missed birthday parties because of work. So I understand both sides of that argument from a very regular blue collar working standing point. Like anybody that says that, you're not wrong in that sense because most of us got to go to work to pay the bills. With that said, I don't care he missed one game or three games in January in a nutshell. I don't care about that. What I do care about is when we need you. We Spencer went down. We need point guards. Yeah, we beat the Sixers on, on I think it was uh, January 6th or 7th, we beat the Sixers, and we looked good doing it. But we need help at the point guard position. And, again, Kyrie isn't missing time because he's hurt. He's just missing time. Once again, the first game, hey, man, Things happen. People are going to shit on you because a lot of other people went to work that day. And just to be fair, 
from a uh, political science world politics standpoint, it's excuse me, it is good. Most people went to work on a day where there's violence in the nation's capital, regardless of what the country is. That's a good thing. Just to put that out there, that we went about business as usual was vital for our democracy in a nutshell. But with that being said, it is not as big as someone playing a basketball game. But at the end of the day, that's what he's here to do. And I, and I want to bring up something because I got the notification today. And But you know how our Twitter is, bro. We get notifications about something you tweeted two days ago and vice versa for whatever reason. Um, you said or replied to something Stephen A. said about Kyrie retiring. And paraphrasing here for the fucking sake of it. Charles Barkley said, told him, grow up. And Stephen A. said he should retire if he doesn't want to play. Now, I'll put all my cards out on the table. I asked you what was up with him. And I said, if he doesn't want to play, is he retiring? Because I didn't think that was a hot take. You know what I mean? Like, just as a normal human being, if you don't want to play no more, you know, you're not a slave. So I wanted to give you that because I disagree with you saying, on Twitter, I mean, not to me. Uh, Stephen A was trying to destroy him because when I saw your tweet, I didn't see who it was too. I just saw this dude was trying to destroy him. And I thought you were talking about what's his face again. I don't even remember his name now. Uh, Kendrick Perkins. I, didn't well, no, I, I said I said that because Stephen A has been on this Kyrie subject like all week. Like, like he, this is like the fifth time he's mentioned it. This is like, you know what I mean? Like he's been talking about the Kyrie angle, even even with the other thing that we will talk about. He's been more on the Kyrie angle of it, um, more than anybody else. And ESPN in general has had like it's not even it's not even a question that they've had a witch hunt out for for Kyrie. It's not it's not even a question. And Stephen A has been probably the, the head man in that witch hunt, which is why I said that it wasn't about that specific tweet. It was just in general. I, I really do think it's disgusting. Not just Kyrie, but any of these players. Remember, these are old people. Like, Stephen A is over 50 years old. Michael Wilbon is, like, in his 60s. Tony Kornheiser is in his 70s, I believe. These are older men with, you know, knock on wood, less life ahead of them than what they've had in their life. And they are – and sometimes these dudes gang up on these players – who are, I mean, they're not kids. They're in their, you know, they're they're adults that were, you know, they're in their late 20s, early 30s. But it's like, yo, y'all don't think that's a little weird? Like y'all are ganging up on a 28-year-old. Yeah, but bro, and I and I and I'm saying this with love, and I and I'm not saying that in the fake. And again, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about just but we're, no, we're talking about Kyrie. And I get what you mean, but especially the last two weeks. Not, I'm not trying to bring up the whole last year again. You know, I'm not well, trying but, to, but but that's the but that's my point. I'm I'm not just I'm not just talking about this one <clears throat> this one week. If it was just about this one week, I wouldn't have said nothing. I'm I'm talking about this has been an extensive thing for a couple of years now, and I feel like this year in particular, uh, this you know this past like calendar year in particular, it's just been ridiculous. The amount of times they go out of their way to just say bad things about him and paint him like he's this terrible person. But then when he does good things in the community, they're, they're silent or they act like they don't know that he's done it. But, but so, also they're not, no one's calling him a bad person. They're calling him a bad teammate. Those are different things. And like, you know, me and you could be best friends, but if me and you can't work together, that doesn't mean, you know, you're, you being a bad coworker doesn't mean you're a bad friend. And that, that translates to every job across the world, right? My only issue with anything you've just said, anything, is there's a level of responsibility on Kyrie Irving right now. And, and again, I agree with that, but that's what I'm saying. I'm oh, not, I know you do. I, I know you, not, you do. But you're, you're, it's just that, you know, like, listen, man, we got this. We got a Nets pod, right? Me and you are both Nets fans. The difference and, between us and a lot of other people is that we've been in the room with Kyrie. You more than me at, at that, right? So you, because you're not a piece of shit, I just want to you know, put that on wax, because you are a good friend, you're natural, natural. It, like, you can't help it, and this is why we're boys. You're going to defend the man. And I am not talking about the man in this instance, especially with all the stuff he does out, away from the court. We're talking about the court now, right? 
And this, listen, you want to take one game or three games, those three games, I get it. The COVID protocol thing, that sucks. The problem going forward, not a problem, the issue going forward is, are you going to play? Because as a Nets fan, he's played what? 30 games? Mm-hmm. Real question. No, that's not a rhetorical one. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. It's like roughly around 30 games right now. And, mm-hmm. and there's been a lot more Nets games in the last calendar year than 30. Yeah. So now, right or wrong, public perception, take away the talking heads in the media. No, the no. I, again, I get it. He was hurt last year and he's not hurt this year. So as a Nets fan, you're saying, you know, come on, bro. That like That's not fair. We, we are anxious to see you play. Every time you do play, you put on a show. Um, that's the most frustrating part. Is that every we're, single time he's been fan, on the court, he's been good. Right, we're fans, and we're trying to win a championship at that. Like we get it, but I, again, I, I know how to take my bias out of it. I understand, but also I'm a Nets fan, so I see it from both sides. As as a Nets fan, I would be frustrated that he's not playing. I mean, because, because there's no reason for him not to be playing. No, well, I, uh, yeah, I, on my I, I just want to. I I, I, I want to keep clarifying this three stretch of games. I understand. Overall, we need to just well, you know. but also, but also remember this: the uh, the last two have been because of the protocol stuff. If if those no, pitches, yeah, the Knicks game was protocol stuff, but we didn't know that yet. They didn't actually say that was official because before the Knicks, the Knicks game, there there was reports that there was no contact between Kyrie Irving and the Nets. Well, no, but my point is, the Nets knew about this party thing before a lot of people did, and what I'm saying is if those pictures didn't leak he could have been back earlier this week that's all i'm saying oh oh well that's that's that that's what i'm talking about too i'm not shitting on once again i i can't throw stones in a glass house when i am literally a person that took three months off in 2020 from my hobby not my job something that i do this this pod that i just me and you just do for ourselves essentially i couldn't do it because of what was going on in the world i'm the last person i said that on the first episode that's available on Spotify and iTunes too, me and you talked about it. So I'm not trying to come at it from that even standpoint or even a, a birthday party standpoint, because Lord knows, you know, I've, I've had a job since I was 14 years old. There's been plenty of times where I said, screw this. My family's more important. Like I get that sentiment too. The difference is, and it's just the truth of the situation, the money that's involved and the people that are depending on you. And, and less so the fans in the point of the people that are depending on you, the literal teammates that are depending on you because Spence went down. Now, once again, it doesn't mean you aren't even arguing. And I'm happy about that for everybody. Cause I totally thought me and you, I was like, this is going to be like that cap episode that we never released because we're just going to go, me and you are both going to go off on mental tangents and forget what we were actually arguing about. But well, I mean, but that's what, but that's why I said, you know, let's just focus on the bigger thing that happened because that's more, because one, I think we disagree on on that bigger thing, so we might argue about that. And two, <laughs> I, I I just think I just think it's a it's it's damn like I I understand everybody's point of view. Everybody's point of view is like, well, I can't take off work. People forget this is a job too. You do you do have PTO sometimes. It, it works a little bit differently. It works a little bit differently. And the only cr- criticism I would have had of Kyrie, if I'm being honest, is there might have been a better way to do it so that there was a plan in place so that the team had a better understanding and it could have been worked around. Cause, cause really it's not the fact that he's missing games. It's really the fact that there's a perception of, well, nobody knows where he is. Nobody knows what he's doing. Nobody has been in contact with him. That's really the issue. If, if it came out and said, Hey, Kyrie Irving's going to miss X amount of games for this reason. We're aware of the situation. We've talked to him. We're good with it. Nobody would say, have anything to say about it. It was just a way no, that, people would so I'll, I'll stop you there. People definitely would have something to say about it. People would definitely still take issue with it because you're missing games for no air quotes, no reason, right? I my my issue well, is well, that if well, anybody well, else, if anybody else, mind you, the talent is definitely part of this. If he wasn't Tyree Irvin, he wouldn't even be on the team now. Let's be real. Well, no, no, but here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying about that. You're right. Well, well, one, because it's Kyrie Irving, yes, people still would have a problem with it, but it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Remember, LeBron James took two weeks off when, that first year in Cleveland just because. Just because. He told the team, I'm not coming in for two weeks, and they said, okay. And nobody said anything about it. Anything about it. Um, yeah. And then, and, wait, tell me. Huh? 
track record matters too. No, no, but and that was also when the team was losing at the time. The team you want to talk about they needed him. The team was the team was not playing well at the time. It was their first year together at the time. So for and it was literally around the same time. It was like early January when he took those two weeks off. So my point is it this has happened before. It's not that big of a deal. And like I said, it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Yes, it would have been a big deal, or at least a deal. They wouldn't have been as big of a deal. No, you're right. If, yeah, I get if there, if there were if there was more communication, and and you know, because again, if they if the Nets would have came out and said, hey, look, uh, he's got he's got family things going on or whatever, whatever, whatever. He's gonna be out for you know whatever. We might, even if they said we might not, we don't necessarily know when he's gonna be back, but we're in constant communication with him. We're good. He's he's keeping us in the loop. We'll be fine. Da, 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 da. It wouldn't have been as big of a deal, especially with people being more sensitive to mental health and stuff like that. So the only criticism I have of it is maybe maybe next time have that conversation beforehand and come up with a plan together. So it doesn't seem like you're just ghosting on your team and that your team doesn't know where you are. And even then, I think there was a little bit more communication than what was reported. But at the end of the day, perception is reality and it just looked bad because it looked like he just no it was bad it like like after the party you know what i mean it's a perception thing because like like i said the problem is the lack of communication and communication is key in any type of relationship friendship relationship relationship relationships working relationships it's all the same if you're not communicating you don't get the benefit of the doubt right exactly And, and, and and between me and you too like there if i if i were to say a lot of what I just said in a different way, even though it's the same exact thing, you as a friend, not even as like the, the, the other host of Nets Propaganda, you as my, as a friend would be like, what the fuck are you coming at me like this for? You know what I mean? So when you read or see different one-liners, oh, I'm unhappy, I'm just doing this. I'm I, you're, you're so bothered with what's going on in the world, but then there's pictures of you partying. And any other job, you know, take basketball out of it. Any other job, you worked at Walmart in the back room and you took all you and you no showed on Wednesday. But even if you had PTO over the weekend, you no showed on Wednesday because you were depressed, but you're not depressed come the birthday party. It's a bad look no matter what profession you're in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I hope in two weeks' time, we when we come, you know, or you know, like when we're just talking about the Nets again. And here, and here's the great thing about it. Here's why I didn't trip over it. He's gonna come back. He's gonna he's gonna drop forty, and everybody's gonna forget about it. So I, well, I, I wanted him to do that against the Knicks. <laughs> like, tell you the truth, that was what I really wanted to happen. Yeah, like, but again, you know that because I was just talking to you last weekend. Okay, but and it might have, like I said, it might have happened if those p- pictures didn't leak. Well, so, who the fuck leaked the pictures? Um, I'm not gonna say who leaked the pictures. Well, you might as well because they want to be leaking shit, then leak their names. They want the fame, right? Damn. No, 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 no. no. Damn that's, snitches. That's that's internal. But, that's internal. No, that's why we can't have nice things. That's why we can't have nice parties. That's exactly why we can't have. Nice I am fine with the entire world being unaware of who my friends are. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> like, God damn. Yes, yeah. that's exactly why we can't have nice things, and unfortunately. You know, stuff got out and that affected the timeline of a lot of this stuff because he was I think he was trying to play today, but I think they announced today that yeah, he, still, you, has, yeah, no, he, he still has to miss today. So and you know who might be playing today? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. Cause I, Hold on. Gotta, I want to set the mood. So a couple a couple days ago, the Brooklyn Nets made a big old splash. You could say it was insurance because they don't know what's going on with one of their two superstars you could say it's just them taking the risk because they're all in on a national world championship national world championship that's good english we got james harden and i didn't listen to the old nuts propaganda my old i mean last month when all these rumors were really really picking up because i don't think me, neither me or brett really believed the brooklyn nets were going to get james harden but the Brooklyn Nets did get James Harden and holy shit. Did we trade away Everything. a lot? Now I think Brett's going to rant because he's been deferring to me a lot so far as anyone that's listened to these can tell. I don't usually get this many deferrals. So I want to bring up the trade itself and explain what the trade was. Now, before I do that, where were you when you got the notification of said trade, Brett? 
ironically, I had literally just left Kyrie's house. <laughs> no, you didn't. I swear to God. <laughs> Yo, I, I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> That's just funny. That's just funny. So you knew where he was this whole goddamn time. Yeah, but, well, yeah, that's but that's my that's what that's my point of perception of it. People acted like he was like off the grid and just, he was off the grid. No, he was home. No, his home <laughs> is off the grid though, bro. Shut the hell up. Oh, <laughs> give me a break. Yeah, well, listen. As far as people are concerned, he lives in another dimension, out of space and time. Kyrie right. is essentially well, a villain. Was, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. We were on we were on flat Earth dimension. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, you, you're, that flat Earth dimension is crazy. I'm sorry. I, There's I, a I, bunch of pyramids I, everywhere. If you go yeah, too far, I forgot. We were we were. I was located in his third eye. I'm sorry. Yo, why the hell does Kyrie's dimension have like eyes on the pyramid? It's it's really scary if you walk outside that house. But uh, but then again, who wants to go out there? There's sandworms. There's a bunch of gargoyles flying all over the place. It's really scary. I, I don't understand why he finds it at home. He keeps talking about those stones he wants to acquire, snap out half of existence. I don't know. But anyway, we got back to the James Harden trade. You know, I literally, I literally left the house. I, we were, I had to just go do something. Um, and we, I was literally down the street when I got the notification. And I said, oh, well, I'm not coming back here today. <laughs> <laughs> so the Nets send Jared Allen. And Torian Prince to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Karis LeVert and Rodi Kurooks are going to Houston. Mm-hmm. Three first round draft picks 22, 24, and 26, and four, four first round swaps 21, 23, 25, and 27 to mm-hmm. Houston. Mm-hmm. The Rockets also get Dante Exum and a 22 first round pick from Cleveland via Milwaukee. And mm. Brooklyn acquires a 24 second round pick from the Cavaliers to complete the deal. Also, mm. what happened immediately following the trade, even though it's pretty much part of the trade, Levert was immediately shipped to Indiana for Victor Oladipo. So there's a lot of moves in this one move. The biggest talent of all, James Harden coming to Brooklyn. And objectively, I believe this is the most talented amount of superstars that the Nets have ever had. We've never had a big three before. If we're well, I mean, that's not, even, that's not even debatable. Even, well, with, Kyrie, well, even with Kyrie and KD was the most talented the Nets have ever had in one time. <laughs> Is that even debatable? <laughs> well, well, the, well, you know, especially after the last year and, and the last week, people are debating this Kyrie count because you have to play availability, dependability, oh, investability. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Say whatever, but it, right now, in, in, in week Two, three of January you, 2021. As you said, he's only played like 30 games, and yet he has like hello Nets records already. But go ahead. Hey, hey, I, me and you have to toe a fine line between journalist and fan on this pod. I know. And like I'm, and I'm just, as a journalist, he's played 30 games, but yet he already holds like five Nets records. So y'all can say availability all you want. When he plays, he, he literally becomes like the greatest net of all time <laughs> well well i think i think james uh, james harden i think kevin durant especially the way he's been playing and who, just as a fan also, who also just set the record for i was it eight straight games of 25 plus so my my point that's my but that's Not, well straight played games because richard jefferson was pissed because he's like i actually did it in consecutive games these are just their eight straight games they've done it, not in consecutive games, which I think is a cool little distinction because RJ is kind of like, when I did it, they were actually in a row, not just the games I played in. But right. um, Kevin Durant's been awesome. Like, honestly, and, and, I think everybody's Jefferson. Say what? And shout out to Richard Jefferson. But no, but that's the point I'm making. Before the James Harden trade, this is probably the best talent the Nets have ever had. With James Harden, it's not even, like, who, who, what are we talking about? <laughs> As much as I love, and you know I love Vince Carter, Kenyon Martin, and Richard Jefferson, even if we had Kenyon Martin on that Vince Carter, Richard Jefferson, Jason Kidd team, they would not amount to what we have right now. Exactly. So once again, what I I said, what I know I said in in a previous episode, these are great problems to have. These are good problems. Like we went from me and you – especially since just meeting each other, we went from, man, I really hope we can acquire this talent in the draft and this talent from overseas to, man, I really hope we can win more than one title in the next three years. We better. That's a big jump, everybody. So we and you are about to get into it about the picks and the trade and how we think if we got better or worse and stayed the same, yada, yada, yada. But before we do that, 
one time for the homie Karis Levert, two times for the fro Jared Allen. I'm gonna miss y'all guys, man. I'm gonna get, if I'm he gonna dies, get, I'm gonna he dies, Rody Kurooks, and never saw a three he didn't want to chuck up Torian Prince. Shout out to all y'all because y'all balled out for my nets. And even Torian Prince, I know I've given you shit on this pod. At least I knew your heart was in it every time you were on the court. <laughs> like real talk. I've seen Nets teams where the heart wasn't in the players. So when the player that you air quotes don't like on your team, you at least you know that that dude is balling out for you. That means a lot as a fan. It does mean a lot. So mm. it sucks to see them go, but it's not like they got shipped to terrible situations with the exception of Cleveland. Sorry, guys. But the ones yeah, that made it to Houston, good for y'all. Well, but here, but see here, but see here's the here's the thing. Um there and there's a lot of Nets fans that are split on this. And I, and people are saying, why could you be mad? You know, James Harden, James Harden, James Harden. I think what people don't realize is there is such a thing as culture, bro. Like th- that's a thing. And and we make fun of the D-Lo stands that still com- that still moan and complain that D-Lo is gone. But at the end of the day, I understand their point of, yo, our culture is gone. That team that a lot of people fell in love with is gone. And sometimes sometimes people are you know are, are ungrateful and unappreciative. But there's also people that say, yo, man, look, even if we never won a championship, I love this team. They played hard. They were together. They were a family. And to your point with the whole Kyrie Irving thing. There are, I understand a lot of Nets fans are like, yeah, but you know what? Is this really what I want? Even if we're winning, if I got to turn on the news every day and find out this person's not playing or this person's unhappy or this person's hurt or this person's doing that, like, is, is it worth it? Because at the end of the day, I love that team. That team played hard every night. There was no drama. It was literally just those guys balling their behinds off and fighting for every single win. And the, I understand that there's going to be Nets fans. It's like, yeah, this is great, but it's bittersweet because, you know, it doesn't feel right. It, it doesn't even feel like the team that I fell in love with. This feels like I'm just getting a shiny new toy or I'm being handed something and I didn't work for it. Um, you, know, well, I, you, made, I, you, you actually made a great point. And I want to give you some credit because I was going to actually cut you off and say one of the biggest detriments to the culture we built since the free agent signings, right, has been how Kai has acted in within the organization because we know players during the Kenny Atkinson era, right, Sean Marks Atkinson era, would have not gotten away with half of that. So I, I just want to point out to anyone that's going to give you shit that you, without me, it's clearly said I understand that this is not starting with the James Harden trade, and it's been like this for almost a year now. And me and you both see it, and we both understand the D-Lo stands. Like, we get it. The difference is we have never been this close to a, to a championship. We have not been this close to the championship since the Nets literally competed in the NBA Finals. And even then, we didn't have a shot. Like, like so, I, I like, the culture is great. But to quote one of my friends who's a Nets fan, what what are moral victories worth? Because yeah, it wasn't a moral victory a couple of years ago when we made the NBA playoffs and lost to the Sixers, right? That was great for the culture. That was great for the franchise. Four or five years of that, losing in the first or second round, isn't building a winning culture. Yeah, you all have a culture, but Grindhouse, Memphis had a culture for, for a decade. It didn't really equate to anything. And if unless you're a Memphis fan or our age, you're not really going to remember Grindhouse like that. Well, to be fair, that team did make the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, but that's my point. I don't want to make the Conference Finals. I want to win the NBA Finals. No, and that's the and that's the goal. But I think the difference between this trade and this trade and the signings is with the signings, you really only lost D'Lo and RHJ. And as you know, I was a huge RHJ fan, um, so I was upset about that. But it was like you know what you're getting Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Like you know my. T- my tears of ha- of sadness will of sorrow will turn into tears of joy when we win a championship. With this trade, that literally destroys. Every- I mean, granted, Joe Harris is still there. Granted, Spencer's still there, but he's out because of injury. I mean, the team that team is completely gone now. You know what I mean? And it, and it happened so suddenly. Well, so- well, well, the the team, the main three pieces in the trade that were part of that team 
were really obviously Levert and Allen mainly, but then Rody to a certain extent because he he was a draft right. pick. He was a second round draft pick at that. So I get that that perception. My only thing is we weren't that team already. You know what I mean? Like we already that era of Nets basketball came and went at the beginning of last season. Yeah, but but how satisfied? I mean, all right. So let's assume we would have won a championship anyway, right? You're telling me you would rather see James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant win a ch- celebrate on a parade than Karis Levert and Jared Allen? I'm not saying no, that. no offense to Jer- no no offense to James Harden. No, you know, I don't. I don't think but, it's an offense to James Harden. I'd rather I have especially especially me. Especially, let me let me let me just put it out there. Let me just be selfish, okay? If if we win a championship, because I was in the I was I was you know blessed enough to be able to be on the parade when Cleveland won the championship. If let's say COVID is not a thing anymore by the time the summer hits and we can have that parade, if I'm invited to go to parade, I'm sorry, I would have rather been celebrating on a float with Karis and Jared Allen um, than, than James Harden because I have a relationship with those guys. I've watched those guys as a fan grow, especially Jared Allen. I've been very you know. Uh, hot and cold with Jared Allen. He's he was balling this year. So if we if you're if you're telling me we would have won a championship anyway, I'm sorry. I would have much rather. Have yeah, but that but but that's that's a crazy if too. And I get what you mean. I like so I don't I don't even want to argue the point because I think it's an obvious point. You know what I mean? It, it, it's kind of like if me and you built the Nets. Obviously, we want to see the team we built over a trade someone else made. So I I get what you're saying, but at the same time, do Lakers fans? Are, are they upset that they won the title with LeBron and AD the second year and not LeBron and all the homegrowns the year before? Or are they just happy they won the title? I don't think Nets fans overall will be... Well, well, to answer, wait, wait, let me answer that question. Let me answer that question. I know a lot of Lakers fans who are a little bittersweet about that. One, because remember, there's a lot of Lakers fans that still don't like LeBron, period. Yeah, well, they're fucking spoiled. Come on, come on, oh, come my on. God. Like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And that's because of he comes in and he makes the team his and he destroys whatever culture you have. And there's also a difference between that team was still garbage before he got there. So it's not like you saw those guys grow into anything yet. They were they still couldn't sniff the playoffs. Then you got rid of everybody, brought in AD and you won. This team was at least a playoff team with the, that's that's what I'm saying. We might have won a championship. That's you said. That's a real big if. No, it's not. I feel like the Nets were the best team in the Eastern Conference before this trade. Now, now I think. Now I think they're. And I, I honestly, <clears throat> I think we might, have in some ways, got a little bit worse after the trade. I'll get to that in a second. But the point of the matter is, this is a team that I thought could have won a championship. It's not like. It's not like we were we were on a hope and a whim. Well, maybe if we could figure out and win a championship. No, like no. I think this was the deepest team in the East. I think this team, like like I've been saying for a year now, if they could find a way to make to do a smaller trade and get like a legit power forward in there, I thought they could have won a title with the team that they already had. So that is a huge difference between this Nets team and that Lakers team because that Lakers team was one of the worst teams in the league before LeBron and AD got there. The Nets had already built a playoff contending team and then added two elite players, which tells you that they could win a championship. That's the difference. There's a huge difference between the Lakers situation and the Nets situation. No, there is. I'm just pointing out. And also, it was a bad example because Lakers fans are fucking spoiled. So exactly, they're like the, they're like the Yankee fans of basketball. Oh my, I don't want to win like that. When we're, let's be real, the, the Nets and the Mets at least have that in common. Like, how about I win the title and I won't complain about how I won the title? But I, that's where I'm at. I, I'm I don't hate this trade. I I, I don't. Saying I love it would be just as wrong as saying I hate it, but I'm not going to complain. We got another MVP caliber star in their prime because if you take the picks out of it and you told and we, me and you were told before the season started, we're going to trade Karis LeVert and Jared Allen for James Harden. We would have been called insane if we got told no, you know, if, if we, if we as Nets fans said, I don't want to make that trade. Yeah, but here's the problem with that. You can't say take the picks out of it because here's the the deal. That is a seven-year commitment, right, for a team that might only be here for two. Well, well, here's the interesting part, and I pulled this up on purpose because I I understand that, and that was my perception too, but I looked up before, um, and Woj said something along the lines on ESPN. He said the James Harden trade gives the Nets insurance for Kevin Durant's free agency. And um, does it? 
Well, they, I'll read you his quote, then I'll read you James Harden's contract situation. This is uh, Adrian Rosanowski on Friday. So yesterday at the time of this recording. For Brooklyn, it's insurance for Kevin Durant's future with the Nets. Having James Harden on board, they don't want to lose KD in free agency. It comes quickly. It comes up quickly. He can be a free agent. All three of these players, including Kyrie Irving, could at the end of next season. So James Harden's contract, the remaining contract this year, age 31, the, the 2021 season, he's making 41 million. He's all under contract until 2022 to 2023 season. So there is some insurance there. I don't think this is a two-year thing, for, you know, for James Harden. I don't see James Harden. If it doesn't work out, it could be. We don't know how they're going to plan out. Now, and again, well, that's obvious. But we could say the same thing about the team we just talked about. Because you, I just, I just want to point out, me and you both like to imagine the scrappy Brooklyn Nets that we saw get built becoming a title contender. The if that this doesn't work out is the same if that th- that whole team hit their peak. Two two years ago, it's the same if. Not not really, because again, those guys are young. Karras is only twenty six. Yeah, Karras is only twenty six, and by twenty six, what was James Harden doing? By twenty six, James Harden had a whole team around him. He had Chris Paul. He had he had like pieces around. Like I mean, that's not again. It's James like, Harden had Chris Paul twenty six. How oh, wait? How old is he now? Thirty one. James Harden, what what year was he 26? Um five years ago. So he probably had Dwight. Like he had a team. Yeah, he had Dwight. He, he, he had Dwight when Dwight was still a, a really good player. They made it to the conference final. Yeah, I, I remember that. I'm just pointing out to you that you're the ifs of of well, Karis Levert is only this. Yes, Karis Levert is a good player. I think he's better off the ball, but comparing offense, the offense it, it, it's night and day. James Harden oh, is okay. better. Oh, yeah, but nobody nobody's arguing that. No, I but, but that's what I'm saying. You, the, the the we're mad and upset over a hypothetical ceiling that our guys haven't reached yet, and me and you are not you know cynical fans. Oh, but, but again, hold on. But again. But again, Karis Levert's last five games before he got traded, he was playing really well. Jared Allen has been balling. So again, it's not like this team was struggling. And I'm like, mm, okay. No, I think I think we traded high because unlike Karis Levert, I'm not going to sit here and say he can't get better and become something. Jared Allen, I feel, is what he is, and he's hot and cold. He'll have ten stretches of games like he just had. Then then he has those ten stretches of games where Nets fans are complaining that we need a center. So. The, the 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 anger over Allen being part of the deal is kind of like funny to me because it was just a couple of weeks ago you were saying trade him anyway not you but Nets fans in general like so I I, I really feel like it's pretty well, much Karis Levert in the picks the, that's well, what we're really upset well, well, about. But, hold, but hold on to be fair and again this is part of being young is that consistency right that's that's the difference between a superstar and a really good player that can you do it every night and James Harden does I again nobody's arguing that um. Again, with Karras, I think it was more injuries because, like, he would have these stretches, then he would get hurt, and then he would come back, and he would have to, like, reacclimate himself. But then usually by the playoffs, he's playing his best basketball again. Jared Allen, again, I think in year four, in a contract year, I think he was going to play well through most of the year. We'll find out what he does in Cleveland. But my, my point is those are two play, players that could have been centerpieces for this team going forward. Because, like I said, let's say – Best case scenario for me was we win two championships. Kyrie, Katie said, you know what? Um, we did our job. We're either going to retire or we're going to go somewhere else. But but now our next. Why do they have to go somewhere else? Why? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, why? Like, and this is a real why. This isn't a rhetorical why. Like, well, all right. In, so in, first, in first, everybody's first, situation. So, all right. Tell me, I'm about to answer your question. Hypothetically, right? We all know Katie came to Brooklyn for Kyrie. What if they win two championships and Katie's like, all right, now that we did it in your spot, could we go to wherever team I wanted to go to? And Kyle says, you know what? Because you came here for me, I'll go with you wherever you want to go. I yeah, mean, but I, but I, I, and mind you, I'm deferring to you because you've had more conversations with both men than I have. I'm also saying this because why can't they resign? Like, why is it not an option to resign if we had that success? Or, but but that's what I'm saying. We could resign too. Well, the the reason why I'm saying going somewhere else because realistically, two three years from now, there's no way you resign all everybody. There's no way. You know, two two three years from now, either somebody was going to be gone anyway. Either Kyrie and KD or Karis, Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie. There's no way you. Oh, could- I'm sorry. I, I I misunderstood what you said because I was under the impression 
you were talking about already in the current situation, not with Karis and Allen still here. So my bad on that. Yeah, no, 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 I was no. like, why? You know what I mean? Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, like, yeah, my I, bad, my bad. I, I brought up, I brought up the dream scenario before. Where it's like, yo, this team is built to win. If if everything pans out the way the way it could, this team could be good for the next seven years. Well, because- you're right. That's the that was the dream scenario. But the more realistic scenario, even if we kept, if the okay. The realistic scenario of our dream scenario, if say we won before this trade and Karras and Allen were on the team, there's still a, a situation where Kyrie and KD wanted to stay and we resigned them because from a business standpoint, they're more money for the organization than Karras Levert would ever be. True. But and even if that's the situation, right, then you can trade Karras at that point, you could have traded Karis for for a, let's 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 say they both develop into star players, right? Jared Allen and 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 uh, Karis Levert, and right instead of trading both of them to get some people and seven picks, you could have traded one for a, a, a star and the other for maybe another good player. That, do you, that's do you that's think we difference. have a chance at winning the title this year? What is that? Do you think that we still have a great chance at winning the title this year? No, you don't. No. Mm-mm, not this year, uh, that be, because one, and this is what I mean by we might have gotten a little bit worse. We our problem was we couldn't defend anybody, and we couldn't rebound. With this trade that we just made, I think we got worse defensively, and we got worse rebounding. And everybody's saying, well, now we have three roster spots. Yeah, we still don't have any money. Two of them are like five million dollar exemptions. So who are you getting? And a lot of people and a lot of players that they're looking at, or at least that are rumored to be looking at, are more guards. And, I, and my thing is, I don't understand their fascination with getting so many guards. We need big men. That's what we've needed before the trade. And that's my point. James Harden is one of maybe two players in the entire league I would have made that trade for of all of our players and all of our picks. The other is Anthony Davis. Obviously, you're not going to get Anthony Davis because he just resigned with the Lakers. But the point of the matter is, Anthony Davis fits better because at least he fits a need. We didn't need James Harden. We well, had- hold on, hold on. And just to be fair, I'd be saying the same thing if we did this trade for AD that I'm about to say for James Harden. You always need MVP talent. That, that, that is the one thing I disagree with everybody that's saying that on. We didn't need James Harden. In the NBA, more than any other professional league in North America, star talent is everything. Saying you don't need another piece that of somebody that, of, that could be in our top or our starting five for our Olympic team, I'm never going to agree with. Because yes, I agree with the depth. I agree with that the Lakers are still a defensive juggernaut. I am not denying anything from that X's and O's part of the game, right? But the difference here is James Harden is literally a top five player in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. We have arguably... Yeah, you have two of the top five players in the league. I guess. Yeah, period. But that's why I said James Harden is one of two players in the entire league I would have done this trade for. Even oh, yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just saying, like, obviously, like, it's like one of those, like, you mean if, if we could wave, wave a magic wand and steal AD, who's in the position uh, on the court at powerful well, maybe, that maybe, maybe, I've been complaining maybe, about right, since let we let lost me, Kenyon Martin? Yeah. Let me, let me, let me also th- – actually, no, Kawhi Leonard, too. Not not maybe not Giannis because Giannis still can't shoot and that doesn't help us. But Kawhi Hold Leonard, on, we got Giannis. I just want to. I'm calling no, bullshit on that because no, me, me like and you, if we got Giannis, we had Kyrie, KD, oh, and Giannis. Come I'm on, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. If, if we had, if we did that for Giannis, I'm telling you right now, I'm pissed. You're the most bougie. But um, out of everybody, that's a free agent, right? In that that we can get. And this is this is not even a smart basketball take necessarily. I just want to say, as a fan, if you're going to tell me as a fan who we're going to acquire from the G League because we have three spots, two of the people I'm interested in, or three, I'll, I'll say all three. I'll, I'll, I'd bring back Jamal Crawford because I'm from the East Coast and I have that bias for Jamal Crawford. Where the Brooklyn Nets bring back Lance Stevenson because we need defense, right? And an, a forward that's available who's also in the G League again. Beasley, Michael Beasley, like we we can bring him back and have a bench forward coming off the bench because honestly, TLC I like, like I, I like the pe- the pieces that we still have, and when we were at our bare bones minimum a couple of games ago with KD balling out in the throwback unis, we had nine players. So our bottom nine of our roster essentially 
in double digit minutes and we were winning. So I I, I don't I feel the Knicks, I guess the Knicks though that doesn't even count. Hey man, the Knicks the Knicks have been better than we've all expected. I know you the love hating on them, but the Knicks, we, lost, the Knicks have lost four straight. Yeah, one of those four was to us. What you what you mad at? Right, and, <laughs> like, that, was, and that was the fourth straight loss. Hey man, better than losing. If we would have lost at the Knicks with with our bottom nine, we, we would be doom and gloom. I'm just pointing out we we handled it. But my no, if they would have lost, I would have said yeah, because we don't have anybody but Katie on the floor. Yeah, we didn't lose. But that's how bad the Knicks are. That's what I'm saying. Man, you're just you're just you're just, you're just a Knicks hater. At no, I'm being realistic. Like like the Knicks started out hot, and everybody and people always fall for that. Oh my god, I'm like bro, that happens every single year where some some bad team starts out hot, and then guess what? <laughs> they suck. Remember, the Knicks ain't played since last March. So, you know, it, it happens where you can get off to a good start. Um, you know, th- th- that, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take too much pride in the fact that our bottom nine beat the Knickerbockers because the Knickerbockers don't even deserve to be in the league at this point. But the point of the matter is, uh, again, I'm, I'm hoping that they win a championship, obviously. Obviously, obviously. And we got, if they win a championship, I, you know, I'll, I will, I will cry at night. And wipe my tears with my Karis Levert Indiana Pacers jersey, and, <laughs> and tuck in the championship trophy with my Jared Allen Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. So if they win a championship, I don't care. But my point is, they gotta win because if they don't, like my, and that's my thing. We just did this. We literally just got out of this. It, well, it's well, this it's is, one, this is this is not the the Celtics trade. Like the Celtics trade, we did we didn't trade for prime Paul Pierce and KJ. No, I get that. I I, I understand. Like I said, James and, and Harden. Nothing. Props to Sean Marks because he's part of the reason why I'm not that worried. We literally got Jared Allen and Karis Levert from pick swaps. No, I, I get that. And uh, and if anybody could do it, it is Sean Marks. But my, but my point in the matter is, sometimes it's like, yo, just, sometimes people, sometimes people could get ahead of themselves. Like, just because you pulled yourself out of a hole one time, doesn't mean you start digging another one. That's all I'm saying. It's like. I get it. Like I said, like I said multiple times on this pod, James Harden is one of a handful of players I would have done this for. But what scares me about this is I don't even think we're the best team in the league. It'd be one thing if this was like a warrior scenario where it's like, you know what, screw it. If we're healthy, there's no way in hell we're losing. Then I would say, you know, as much as I love Karis and Jared Allen, I appreciate you for being the centerpieces for this trade. I don't know if, like I said, what scares me about this team is we got worse at the things that we already needed help on. That's what scares me. And offensively, we were fine. We didn't need more offense. You know what I mean? That, that, and that's the point. What That's what I'm saying. James Harden is great. He's an elite scorer. But offensively, we were already a good team. Now we're worse defensively and we're worse rebounding wise. And we have even less assets to get better defensively and rebounding that's what scares me and the one thing about the eastern conference is even though talent wise we are head and shoulders better than any other team in the, in the eastern conference some of the better teams in the eastern conference have size miami has size uh, milwaukee has size philly has size so if you can't defend against size we could lose in, in the second round not because we're not the better team but because it's a bad matchup that's what i'm saying that's what scares me before we at least had depth we at least had we still had the two best players well two of the three best players in the eastern conference no i get and i get you i hear you we're gonna have to wrap up in a second but to your point about size in the playoffs yes we're gonna have problems uh with mismatches on size and who in the east is guarding our big three you could defend well i want to hear names i want to hear okay like we're playing the sixers philly yeah who's defending who uh, ben Simmons can guard, can switch off on all three of those guys. Jordan, oh yeah, because offensively we can't. You know, there's no chance. No, but all right. I'm just pointing that out. I'm just pointing again, out. We no, create, no, but create you're, you're, too. But you're missing. First of all, again, you're missing my point. No, Off- I'm agreeing with you. I'm just offensively, saying, we were fine regardless. Offensively, there's a big difference between having Karis Levert and James Harden. Come on. Offensively, all right. This is what do, do you realize why they say defense wins championships? You realize that, right? Yeah, because football. in order, because in order, because even though the perfect offense will beat the perfect defense every time, 
you would need the perfect offense to win. Defense is more consistent. Defense forces you to be great every single time to beat it. That's why defense wins championships. So, yeah, we can score 140 a game. If we're giving up 145, guess what? We're losing. And now that now that everybody's gone, you need all three of those dudes to be elite every single night. And, yes, there's a good chance on most nights at least two of the three of them will be elite. But you're – you're asking those guys, all three of those guys, to make this work, to be able to make the sacrifices, to be able to work cohesively together every single night, especially in the playoffs. And by the way, as great as James Harden is, he has a track record of shrinking in the biggest moments in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and to your point, I'm adding on. I'm not arguing. I'm just adding on to that. He has a track record of shrinking in the playoffs. Kyrie and KD don't. Yeah, but okay, but that's my point. If a great defensive team is going to say, you know what, let's focus on Kyrie and Katie. If y'all going to beat us, James is going to be you. Okay, I, I but like, I feel better with that than I would with Karis LeVert, depending on Karis LeVert in the playoffs. Like, like, if you're, like balls in the playoffs, disrespecting bro. Karis LeVert, I'm just pointing out to you in the in the scenario we don't make this trade and we're still not good on defense, right? We're still not there. And we had the team we had, and we go into the playoffs. All these problems are still there, to your point. And to your point, if every defensive team with the mismatches that you have presented go up against us with Kyrie and KD, and they say, make your other guy beat us, i rather take playoff James Harden than Karis LeVert. Because playoff Karis LeVert is still not playoff James Harden. Are you sure about that? Positive. Playoff Karis has been balling, bro. Last two years. You're acting like Karis isn't. I'm still. A, me and you are still going to be Karis fans. Like, and, like and, and and also you're missing my point too. Of if I was going to trade those dudes, I'd rather have traded for pieces that fill holes. That's what I'm saying. No, I I'm. I, it's not that I'm missing your point. I just don't agree with that that one instance of your point. I'm not saying there aren't mismatches. I'm just pointing out that those mismatches were there before the trade. Yeah, but that's my but that's my point. But we also got worse. That's what I'm saying. As bad I don't know as, if we got worse though. I'm just no, no, no. I'm saying as bad as we were defensively, we definitely got worse. Oh, oh, I thought you meant just overall team wise. No, no, no. As bad as we were defensively, we we got worse, which means our offense has to be that much better. As bad as we were rebounding, we got worse, which means our offense has to be that much better. So well, what we're, I'm saying, we're gonna see, dude, because like to, to the just to go back to the beginning of this pod when we were trying to stay tempered with the amount of games Kai has missed. Like, Mind you, James Harden looks like me right now. Yo, yo on, listen, I'm going to need all the fatties to stop disrespecting James Harden right now. I have enough of, of, of weight problems on my own that if that dude is so goddamn fat, I'm obese now. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't think that's a problem, especially when you're going to get paid millions to eat. Now, and, and, I, and, 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 and I do love the memes of, of a WWE dude in the wheel. Mark Henry. It's Mark Henry, bro. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that meme. I'm talking about <laughs> the memes of uh, I forgot who it was, but somebody was in a wheelchair, but he was faking the injury. Kevin Nash. I, I, I do love the one of both James Harden ripping off the fat suit and Spencer Dinwiddie ripping off the <laughs> ripping off the knee the knee bandage. Like, hi. You're talking about the Kevin Nash one. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, that. That yeah, bitches. Too. I'm not hurt. <laughs> I just didn't want to get traded. <laughs> now, if, that, if those two things are true, then then that's a different story. But my but my point is again, it's not, it's just no knock on James Harden. What I'm saying is we. I honestly think that we are going to need these dudes to play their best basketball ever, even with the three of them on the floor together, because we are that much worse defensively and we are that much worse rebounding. And if you watch any of our games, offense was never a problem. When we lost, it's because we could not stop anybody from getting offensive rebounds and second chance points. And we couldn't stop any, and we couldn't stop a nosebleed. So that's what I'm saying. So now that those guys are gone, and our depth is gone, and to and and Jared Allen was probably our best was well no not not probably was our best you know down low defender, and Karis Levert was one of our better uh, defenders, and Torian Prince as much as we give him a crap, he was one of our better defenders. Now that three of our better defenders are gone, and our better rebounders are gone, again now we have to be that much better offensively than we already were. So you, our offense has to be top three in the league 
if, if we're going to win, because we can't defend anybody. And you don't win in, in basketball if you can't defend people. You just don't. I, I hear you, but the I, think history the league, I don't think any moves. I don't think there were any moves, because you said before, a hypothetical package that to, to bring on pieces. I don't know which defensive pieces we could have brought on with no cap. I think we still would have been doing what we're about to do now, pick up three defensive wings or forwards f- out of the G League. And I think that's the way to go. Because defense isn't the same as offense. And and at the end of the day, we built the team from the G League essentially already. Sean Marks yeah, the, has the, the eye for thing is The margin for error would have been a lot less. That's what Dude, I'm saying. It's the same problem. No matter how you want to spin it, at the end of the day, in the playoffs, those problems are, are still there. And I think everybody would agree that if, if it's going to come down to one of our players because they're going to try to shut down Kyrie and KD and make the rest of our teams beat us, we still got Joey Buckets, and now we have James Harden. Karis LeVert was never a shooter like that. He, he drives to the basket and scores. He, he, he gets, the, he gets the, the defense to the collapse, and he dishes it back out for a three. So we still have that. We have the best version of that. Like, I, 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 I understand everything you're saying, and we do need to get better. I'm just saying – it's not like we didn't upgrade at the guard position. We did. Yeah, I mean, I, of course. Karis, but, but, that, but that's getting not a person. Karis LeVert wouldn't even tell you that he's better than James Harden. But that's not, that's not, but, but that's my, sometimes there is a subtraction by addition, bro. That's, that's all I'm saying. No, I agree. I, but I'm, 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 I just question the fit and I question how this team is going to win. Because like I said, those three guys are going to have to be elite every single night. And, and realistically, at least two and a half of them are going to have to be elite every single night to win. Because if you can't defend anybody and you can't stop people from getting rebounds, you you have to score 140-plus points a game. You're going to have to. lost in this whole pod, and I'm being serious because, you know, it's about that time. But one thing that I just want to point out that's been lost with me and you talking for like an hour now, Kevin Durant has been elite this whole time with, with the bare minimum bones of our team. So – I'm not worried about KD. I'm no, really... That's my point. You're not worried about KD. And ironically, there aren't Nets fans that are worried about Kyrie on the court. So who are we worried about? James Harden? If that... no, well, well, here, well so, okay. So here's the thing, right? People say, how's it going to work? Here's the thing that people don't get, right? In terms of shot selection, there, there is enough shots to go around. Everybody can, the three of them can still get their 15 to 20 a night. But the problem is it's probably going to be on, capped at 20, which means you're, and, and normally what's great about them is not only, not, not only are all three of them great scores, they're usually efficient scores, which is good. But the problem is going to happen is you're going to have to be efficient every single night. The, the room for, oh, shooting slumps and stuff is gone because at the end of the day, if you don't have it that night, then you're going to have to defer to the other guys. And that's when it's going to be a problem. If you're in a shooting slump, how do you get out of that? Or if you're hot. Are you going to want to defer? That's the real issue. It's not. A, it's not about oh, how are they going to you know how they're going to share the ball. No, there's enough shots for those guys to still get their 15 to 20 a night, but they're going to have you know because we saw early in the year you know Kyrie was would have some shooting slumps and KD would have some shooting slumps. Now that James Harden is there, if that's the case, you know there is no room for oh you know get your shots up to try to get back in the rhythm. It's like nah, bro, if you don't got it. You gotta you gotta pass the ball because we can't afford for somebody to take twenty five to thirty shots tonight. That's just not gonna happen. We we we, could, we still gotta feed Joey buckets a co- uh you know his five to ten times a game. We still gotta get DJ his touches. We still gotta get other guys their touches. Um, so that that's really where the chemistry part comes in. Are these guys gonna be able to be efficient scorers every night? Now, like I said. What makes them great is not only are they scorers, they are efficient scorers. This isn't Russell Westbrook we're talking about. This is three of the most elite, efficient scorers we have seen. So on most nights, that shouldn't be a problem. Like I said, on most nights, at least two or three, two out of the three will be fine. The problem is if one of them's in a shooting slump, it might be a long time before they get out of it because you're not going to get those shots unless it's one of those games where we're blowing another team out already or it's like, hey, Kai, or hey, James, go ahead, get Get your shots up. Get back in the rhythm. Or AKD. You know what I mean? That that's where that's where the chemistry issues are going to come. Where if we're not playing the way we need to, or if one of the guys aren't playing the way they need to, how do you get them back in the rhythm? How do you get them back in the flow of the offense? Because we don't we can't afford for one guy to, to take too many shots because everybody's got to eat. That's the that's the issue. Before before when it's just two guys, you know. All right, you know. 
Kai, get your 27 shots up. I know you started out late, but you're hot now. Go ahead. Take over. KD, get your shots up. I know you started out slow, but you're hot now. Take over. That might not be the case this, you know, now. Now it's like, hey, bro, if you don't got it, I'm going to need you to, you know, let us take over. Well, we will see. Tell them where they can find you, bro. You can find me at never for Brett me, N-E-V-A underscore the number four B-R-E-T-T underscore M-E on both Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at not the Chuck D on all the socials. We are at the underscore dope blog on Instagram at the dope blog on one word on Twitter at the dope blog and podcast on Facebook and at www.thedope.blog. And this was Nets Propaganda and we will catch you next time. Happy birthday, mom. Love you. Happy birthday, Mama Carol. Damn. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. What the fuck I'm ill. What the fuck I'm ill. Sicker than your average. What the fuck I'm ill. What the fuck I'm ill. Sicker than your average.